Harper. I'm with Crypto Mom 2 and also the Blockchain Legal Institute. And I would like to welcome everyone to this episode and also share that you should definitely like and subscribe as there's some very interesting conversations that are about to be dropped and you want to stay in the know of what's going on with our evolving community. So for those that are new to Crypto Mom 2, I want to welcome you and also share a little bit more about my background before I introduce our guest, which I'm extremely excited to have on. I'm an attorney. I am doing non-traditional legal consulting, and I'm also in the education space. So with that, I must also say that these talk shows are not financial advice. They're not legal advice. They're not investment advice. You definitely have to do your due diligence and research and also verify from multiple resources. Um, but also with that, I want to share that one of the resources that I'll be um, uh, showing you at the end of our conversation is the Blockchain Legal Institute. And this uh, institute was designed for both those who have a knowledge about blockchain, as well as those that are new to the topics within the blockchain space. And it's designed for both lawyers as well as those that need to know how to stay in compliance um, and just are curious about the evolving legislation, policy, and anything that impacts law. So the website for that for you to check out is www.bli.tools. And the reason why I'm also mentioning these uh, this information is for those that are on the audio side, I will have embedded within the blog both the um, the links that we're going to be talking about today, um, as well as for those who are on the YouTube side as well. And I definitely ask that you hop over to both because we're going to be navigating um, a, a platform that you definitely need to know about. So uh, before we show the platform, I want to welcome Andres to our conversation. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for, for the invitation. Glad yeah. Yeah, so I'm really excited to share your story on Crypto Mom 2. As people know, I'm all about stories. Um, my own personal story, it's not, you know, it's straight and narrow. So how did you end up coming to the blockchain space? What's your background? Um, and I know that we're going to be talking about the services that you provide. Mm -hmm. um, and people, I think, are going to be blown away by the diversity of the services that you provide. So um, there's a lot to know. How did how did you come to the space? Let, you know, please yeah. share. Great. In fact, I, I'm going to say a little bit, uh, quite a few things about uh, myself. I'm, I'm a civil engineer, and, and then uh, I was doing an MBA. Um, I was working just a couple of years on, on, on civil engineering. And and then I moved to to the telco uh, industry. I was working for Ericsson many years. I started as a civil engineer, but then I moved to uh, to the services side, let's say. But uh, from that time, I was always working in things related to technology. That was my first approach to to technology. And then uh, I decided a, a few years ago to uh, to to start doing some new things, to start again, but working in technology. And, and one of, of, of my uh, our partners now, we were doing the MBA together and we decided to start looking into, into new things. And one of those things was uh, blockchain. Uh, at that time, he had a friend that now is another of our partners that was uh, 
um, starting to work with, with with Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining, but but she knew uh, sorry he knew at that time that there was something much more big on on that that was not only um, uh, crypto. Uh, he was really interested about the technology behind that about blockchain itself, and uh, they were working. Uh, always on on software development, and they decided to start working on now on blockchain specifically, and they invited me to be part of that uh, that company, and that was the the, the beginning of, of of this company of Silicon Tech. So that's in a, in a few words how I became part of of this uh, thing and and why we started to work with with blockchain at that time again. Uh, uh, he thought and and we followed him at that time i was not aware of that and and yeah he he was right very much so um i'm going to show the website so we can use that as some of our talking points so um all right so we are on your website why don't you especially for those that are on the audio side why don't you share with them the link so that way they can also um hop on and explore it so Mm -hmm. what is the best way for them to contact you yeah, I think that going uh, to silicon.tech, uh, then you can find uh, different ways of reaching us. You you have there um, a chat, you have an email, you have a, a form that you can uh, fill and then you can reach us through that. And also you have all our uh, social networks. So there's many ways of reaching us. So that, that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, and of course, you can also send me an email to Andres at uh, circon.tech. Uh, but yeah, again, there, there's, uh, in, in our web page, you can find many ways of, of reaching us. So on the for those that are not on the visual side, um, the uh, we're seeing Zircon Tech, and it's a software development partner for the technologies driving the future. So um, for those that are also not on the, the video side, it has different drop downs, our services about us, our team, case studies and blog. And, um, you know, and again, for those that are in the blockchain world, it is important to kind of be able to see the, the case studies. And I and as we scroll down uh, for those, again, on the video side, you're going to see a long list of partners that uh, you have supported. So we're going to get down there in a second. Um, There are certain topics on your page that um, blockchain, IoT, cloud, artificial Mm -hmm. intelligence, staff augmentation, uh, UX, UI services. Which one do you want to dive into and chat about? Because again, um, they're all timely, but which one do you think you would like to talk about? No, I think that even though we we were working in in all of the things, uh, I think in which the ones that we really have a lot of experience are blockchain and web development. Those are the ones in which we were working the the most. Again, also we are now doing things with with the other things, and 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 now there's as you know there's a hype on on artificial intelligence, and we are all also part of that. But again, uh, when we started, we started thinking only in blockchain. And then soon we discovered that when you talk about a blockchain project, you have then a lot of things on top of that. It's not only the blockchain side, that probably in most of the projects is a, just for saying a number, it's just maybe a 20%, 30% of the project. And then on top of that, you need to work on a web site, a mobile application, or 
or infrastructure or whatever. So you, we needed to have really a, a team able to work on an end-to-end -end project. That's the reason why we were adding some other things on top of, of, the, of the blockchain thing. And then because of our experience working with different customers, we were adding some other things on top of that. But the idea was to work end-to-end -end on, on those uh, solutions. That's, that was uh, the thing that made us uh, shift a little bit at the very beginning. So I'm I'm on. Uh, I appreciate what you just shared. I I want to for those that are on the audio side, I want to let them know that I'm on the part of the website that shows the variety of clients that you've serviced. And you make a good point. Blockchain is a tool, and then you know there's a solution that the company is trying to provide, and they're using the blockchain. Um, is there any particular company that you want to highlight or explain how you? Support them and the, the the skill sets that were needed in order to kind of think. yeah 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 a nice example could be uh, Suku uh, we started to work with them at the time that we were they were working on a uh, an application for tracking uh, different things that they had a lot of um, a couple of, of big customers one of them um, a supermarket in in Peru in which they were tracking uh the meat that they were offering to their clients so you had all the information in a in a blockchain starting from where the the, the cows were growing the different things that were eating etc cetera, etc cetera, the whole cycle until that but you know being in that uh, uh, market they started to shift like i think in most of the startups, they start doing something and then they need to move to some others according to the things that they are looking into the into the market. So they shifted a little bit. They started to, to as part of the project, to work uh, with a token and, and they started to work on the defined uh, ecosystem. And then again, another shift and they started to, uh, to work. It was at the time that NFTs started to grow a lot and then they also were part of that. We were always helping them on with all the technical side. So we were working many different things together with them. Um, and that company became another one much uh, bigger that um, uh, infinite assets in which they, they, they were working in, in, uh, in a wide level NFT marketplace that, that uh, today is used for, for big brands. Um, and, and I mentioned them because they started really uh, small. They were growing a lot. They were shifting according to the market changes. And, and we had the opportunity to be working together with them and learning a lot of things together with them. Of course, we, were, we, we knew some of those things. But as part of these big projects, we, we learned a lot through that uh, journey. So that's a, a particular case that I, I like a lot. I like, um, I really appreciate what you just shared, though. Um, a lot of individuals who are new to the blockchain space, and I really try in my talk shows to provide a diversity of topics and also layer it. So if people are not sure what the terms are, they understand it. But what I love about what you just shared is that you're talking about blockchain use cases. You're talking about supply, demand. You're talking about using blockchain in a... Uh, a business that mo many people who are, are not in the blockchain world might not think that would be applied, you know, for um, agriculture, you know, for uh, a supermarket, you know, those are things that um, I, I know that there are other major businesses who are, who are using that, but 
um, unless you, the general public wouldn't think of the blockchain as being used for the information sharing and the data collection sharing that's needed mm -hmm. in the blockchain space. And then you're talking about the NFT side, which can be used both in the art world, but it can be used in the information sharing space as well with um, supply chain. So, you know, the multiple yeah. technical uses that you're mentioning, you know, to me are, is very exciting because it's, mm -hmm that commercial application, uh, not just on the crypto side, cryptocurrency side, it's also on the business application side. Um, so is there, I'm going to be showing in just a minute, um, the, the Blockchain Legal Institute and mm -hmm. what it is that we do. But before I do, um, I'm looking at your, your site and people might not know what a DAP is or an MVP app. And so I'm all about um, educating from a definition perspective. Would you explain what these terms mean so that way someone new to this area would have a better understanding? Yeah, for sure. Uh, first of all, I would like to say that that uh, you can visit our our. Uh, I'm referring, of course, to the people here in this uh, thing that they can visit our blog and they will find a lot of information. We are publishing like three articles every week. So there's a, a lot of information there. But yeah, we're trying to, in this case, for example, some of the of the articles that the, we are uh, seeing right now is the, the MVP is what is called the minimum viable uh, product in general. A startup when they start work when they start working on a project they they try to minimize minimize the investment at the beginning so the idea is, is to create something the minimum thing that you can do in order to spend just uh, a few uh, it, it is always of course depending on the size of a project but but uh, it's just to spend the money that you need to have a minimum product that in which you can show your case. Uh, and it's, it's not so, uh, not, it is not uh, just a, a way of, of, of proof the concept. In that case, there's a lot of things that is called proof of concept. It's a little bit more than that. The idea is that you can also monetize based on that uh, product. So uh, we can help companies to, to do that. We love to do that, in fact, because we really like to understand the business in, in which the company is involved. And based on that, they find the best uh, technical solution. We think that's uh, the best way of helping our customers. It's not just, it is not just uh, giving them the opportunity to work with some of our developers. It is also that understand their business and based on that, they find the best solution for them. So that's uh, one of the things on the, on the term terminology that we are uh, using. And then the other things, you know, when, when you talk, uh, probably because you, you always talk about crypto, most of the people is going to be, uh, they, they always uh, hear about the, these things, but just for the ones that are, that are not, uh, uh, are new for this uh, area. When you talk about uh, uh, blockchain, you, you talk about decentralization, right? And, and, and the, same, the same applies for, for most of the, of the things that you are doing in this area or arena, you try to, to do that decentralized. You don't you are not gonna have someone controlling that from one point. You're gonna you are not gonna have a, a, a one point of fail or someone controlling the whole thing or the whole application or the database, etc. So in in when you talk about blockchain, you talk about decentralization. That's the reason why there are a lot of articles in which you're gonna see that uh, that that word and particularly dApps 
is 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 uh, what we we call a decentralized application that again you don't have a central control over over that that that's the that's the idea uh, nobody can take control over over that 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 was the, the the first aim when 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 the the bit bitcoin was was created that was the first blockchain project right yeah exactly exactly yeah so i love your explanation i hopped over for those that are on the visual side i hope hopped over to the case studies so definitely if you're on the audio side click into all the different tabs there is a lot of information here from um we bring brands and creators into the metaverse which is a whole nother area um so do you want to again i'm scrolling down are there there's a revolutionary donation platform very interesting i guess that's for the nonprofit side um uh, yes. And uh, again, um, Monex and um, host of others. Which one here do you um, would like to maybe talk about or or highlight? No, no but maybe because you you are involved on on the blockchain, uh, sorry, on the legal aspects. I think that Monax could be a good example. In this case, uh, Monax, they were uh, using this this tool in which you can you can create a, a contract. But not, not only that, to, to define uh, different things through the life cycle of the contract could be the I don't know, definition of a payment or, or the renewal of the contract, etc. And all the actions that are defined in that contract, you're going to have that recorded on a blockchain, right? That's a, that's a difference. So um, I think that they, they, these guys are, are, are really good. They, I think that, like in a lot of, of cases on the blockchain side, they started the market. I, I think that was not prepared for that. Also, they are trying to shift a little bit the uh, their their business. But uh, there's a lot of people that is using that that uh, that solution. I uh, I'm really um, grateful that you brought up um, that client and that use case. Uh, mm -hmm. That kind of um, helps me navigate over to the purpose of the Blockchain Institute. And um, so for those that are new to the Blockchain Legal Institute, I just want to, um, you know, invite you to come explore it. But basically, this is a centralized hub for the decentralized resources that exist, um, you know, across the globe, both in the news side, the learn side, the artificial intelligence, Bitcoin community, the Ethereum blockchain laws from around the United States, legal laws, you know, also internationally, um, associations and events. So if you hop over to um, bli.tools, you'll see a variety of resources. And one of the things that I will mention is under the, um, the uh, find a member area, you will be able to connect with both um, law firms, businesses, uh, consultants, and others within the blockchain space that can provide um, background information and support and services. Um, so again, um, if you have questions, message me. I will be um, putting the hello at bli.tools into the box below. Um, any last minute thoughts um, you know, about uh, what the services that you're doing or events that are happening globally um, any last minute thoughts before we sign off? Because I'm really grateful for your hopping on. I, you know, again, your company and what you're doing provides a service that many people need. And there's mm -hmm. 
they're not sure where to go to kind of have a consult on that. So um, any last minute thoughts? Right. Yeah, two or three things. Uh, first of all, yeah, anyone that, that needs some help on building their tech solutions, if they have an idea and then we are ready to help on that. And I understand that sometimes it's a difficult part, but but we were working with different companies so we can help with, uh, with that. Then uh, regarding events, we, we try to go every year to consensus that, uh, but then this year the, the idea will be to, to be uh, visiting uh, Seattle and, and, um, and San Francisco in, in October. So if there's someone that is going to be there, it will, will be a pleasure to be, to be there. And then the last thing is, because I think that, that is something that I didn't mention during my, my talk, but I think it's, it's, it's essential to work together with people involved on the legal aspects on, on blockchain and then the tech side. Uh, we, we have, of course, some ideas about some of the things, but it, this is something that I always talk to, to my customers, <clears throat> sorry, is that in, in most of the, of the blockchain projects, because of the things that we, we are doing, you, you need to have a, a legal team involved in your project. That's, that's crucial in, in most of the cases, I would say. So I think it's, 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 it's good to have people like you working in, in, in those aspects. I would say probably in all the cases, only because at some point <laughs> we're, we're all creatives, but at some point the laws impact our creation. Um, whether it's like you're saying on the tokens, the compliance side, the know your customer side, the you know AML side, or whether it's on the um, the privacy identity you know side, so information sharing. There's always some new aspect of, of legislation, whether it's the EU now saying, you know, in the artificial intelligence mm -hmm. you know, world, you know, th there are certain things that need to be framed there. So yeah. uh, I appreciate what you're saying because there is the tech development side and then there's the the legal side and they, yeah. they hopefully they blend. So that's exactly why the Blockchain Legal Institute was created to help on both sides. So I really appreciate your hopping on. Um, I also wanna mention that your company is global. You have offices in multiple locations. Do you wanna share um, like where you're yeah. located and? Yeah, uh, our headquarters is in, in South America in, in Uruguay, Montevideo. But then also we have an office in, in New York and then people distributed in different countries in Latin America, but also in, in Europe. We have some developers working in Europe. Our idea is to work with companies in the US and, and Europe. So we are pretty aligned with the time zones in the US. We have no more than one hour with the East Coast and then four hours with the with the West Coast. So that's, I think, a differentiator, differentiator sorry, for companies working from from Latin America that uh, I think we are much more familiar with, with things in the US. We consume a lot of, of the American culture, starting for films, music, et cetera. So yes. we, we feel pretty comfortable working with people in the US. Yeah, no, um, I, I think it's important to um, understand the global reach that you have um, and the understanding within each of the communities, because again, that's really important. So mm -hmm. as, as I've mentioned on all my shows at the end, I always say the same because it's something that I definitely believe in. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others. We're all interconnected. We're all part of one world. And I look forward to chatting with you soon. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Bye.